You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome, 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 friend. I'm TK, your tour guide to the past, and you are listening to For the Love of History, the podcast where we talk about world history, women's history, and weird history. And it is the bonus birthday episode today! So I guess we're not really talking about... No, we are. We are talking about women's history because people are a part of history. I always say that, and then I forgot. And my mom is here to talk about the history of me and also some other history questions that uh, you so wonderfully asked on Instagram. I'm so excited about it. We've got so many questions to go over, so I should stop talking. I'm so excited for my mom to be here. Say hello to our history BFF mom. Go ahead. Hi! Hello! Uh, for the love of history fans, <laughs> I am also a fan of this wonderful TK. <laughs> and you know, birthdays wouldn't happen without women, would they? So yeah. Birthdays are always women's history. Exactly. <laughs> so today we have two, uh, I guess, categories of questions. So we've just got general questions that people asked on Instagram and history-related questions, too. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you because there were more questions directed towards my mom than towards me. <gasps> I know. I know, Mom. What the heck? I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely crazy. No, she is super interesting. Of course you guys want to know about her because you've never talked to her before. You talk to me all the time. So I understand. I still love you. So our first question has to do with... Your favorite thing about Japan. What is your favorite thing about coming to Japan? This is your fifth time coming to Japan. Oh, my gosh. So I answered this on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I forgot to pull it up for my notes, but <laughs> I'm just going to risk it and go just on wing the fly. It yeah. yeah. It is the change in perspective mm-hmm. from the very first time I landed here and every single time I come back. It's a it's like hitting the reset button. People are so intentional in Japan. And it, there's just, you know, I always thought of Tokyo as, you know, people compare it to New York. Fast, mm-hmm. fast, busy, busy, busy. Yeah. But, you know, even there and definitely in the rest of the country, there's just this intention to everything you do from the way you put food on the plate (laughs) to the way you walk through doors and greet people Mm -hmm. to the way you get your money back at the kombini yeah just said kombini not convenience store yeah kombini kombini with a b (laughs) yeah um everything is just so intentional yeah it's really cool i appreciate that reset Mm, so that's your favorite thing about japan other than seeing you. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next question is, what is your biggest cultural shock having a daughter abroad? I, okay, so the history BFF that asked this question, I am so glad that you asked this because I also want to know, I've never asked my mom this question, but yeah, what is it like? What's the biggest culture shock having a daughter living abroad, mom? <sighs> okay. So actually physically coming and visiting you, mm-hmm. there you know, there's a couple categories of cultural shock. Yeah. <laughs> the first one, uh-huh. and I think everyone will appreciate this that uh-huh. loves the gift of gab. Yeah. The biggest shock was having to be quiet on public transportation. Oh. <laughs> 
my daughter quickly right? became my uh, parental figure going, <laughs> Mom, be quiet. Mom, you can't tell that kid she's cute. Mom, no, you can't comment on that lady's cute bag. You can't say hi. You can't say hi. <laughs> Be quiet, especially in the smaller town that yeah, you lived in. Yeah, yeah. It's farther away from Osaka where yes. people are more chatty. Uh-huh. Oh, having to be quiet was hard. Yeah, having to be quiet is super hard, <laughs> especially with how chatty we are. Just mm. constant. <laughs> so enjoyable. It is. It For is. Us. <laughs> For us and probably only us. Well, you know, we're sitting here talking and people are listening right they now. Might so be maybe. Listening. Yes. Maybe. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> we would listen to you too. We would. We're all friends here. Yes. Okay. What is the next part? You mm. said there's there's a few different parts. So many different parts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One of the things was um, the the fifteen hour time difference. Oh, Just like yeah. backing up a little bit, I always imagined you probably living far away from me, you and your brother. Really? Because it's just the family way. I uh, mean, yeah. my mom lo- moved half a country or halfway across the country from her parents, and mm-hmm. so did my dad. And you know, when you were a teenager, mm-hmm. we lived in Europe yeah. and. Uh, my my family, the rest of our extended families, was way in the Midwest and beyond in the yeah, States. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of what you do when mm-hmm. you get older. Um, you definitely took it to the next level, living halfway across <laughs> the... Halfway, like, around the world. I yeah. mean, not just Europe. Europe is very close to home in a lot of ways yeah so the other like the real like shock the painful shock is just having you so far away yeah like when you have a bad day and I can't come hug you oh or we go through a global panini a global panini yes (laughs) indeed Freaking global panini. <laughs> and I, you know, clearly if I was here, I could protect you from yeah, it. Yeah, clearly, clearly. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a thing. Mom proximity <laughs> equals what? I don't know. Immunity bubble? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what my part of my brain wants to tell me. Yeah, exactly. Um, that kind of wraps it up other than it's just, I think the other shock in, in on to end on a positive note. Yeah would be that it's so exciting to come visit you. This is my fifth trip right? to Japan. Right. And I have so much fun every time. We see something new. And like when people find out, number one, my kid lives in Japan. She has this amazing podcast. Uh-huh. And I visited so many times. Mm-hmm. They like they just want to know everything. They yeah. want to know everything. That's cool. That's and, very exciting. Right. And you know me, I want to say yeah. and tell everything. And you. you can tell them that Right now, there's a public announcement over the radio in our very small town. So I apologize if you hear that public announcement over the radio in this recording. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to continue with uh, TK general questions. Just questions that people asked me. So I guess we'll go with the... First one, who is your biggest inspiration, which is a way to ask a really hard question. Who is my biggest inspiration? I guess I have different inspirations for different parts of my life. Like I have people who I want to be like as a teacher or people who inspire me as a podcaster, people who inspire me as like just like general 
inspiration about things. So I'm not going to say my mom inspires me because that's a given. Duh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. But um, who else is my inspiration? I could say who I think. Who Go ahead, mom. Like inspired who? Um, Doctor Woods. Oh yes! Oh my God, Doctor Woods. Okay, so who is Doctor Woods? Excellent question. I'd love to tell you. So Doctor Woods was my professor in university. He was the guy who did my main uh, classes. He was my main teacher, but not my advisor. And um, he was also my very first history professor in university. And I was, surprise, surprise, a nursing <laughs> major, which is, like, so funny to say. Because <laughs> I don't like blood, oh, nor needles. I can't even watch when somebody gives me a shot. So I decided I was going to be a nursing major. And at the beginning of your university career you have to take like general classes and stuff like that so I had to take an anatomy class which I was failing miserably and I also had to take like a history 101 class and you could take like European American or Southeast Asian history and I was like nah, I don't want to do American history nah, I don't want to do European history nah, okay I'll do Southeast Asian history because I didn't know any any anything about Southeast Asian history and uh, I walked into class, and there was a giant picture of Tokugawa Ieyasu. Um, I'll, I'll put a picture up, the picture that I saw, and he's just like this very imposing, but like friendly kind of looking guy wearing a, like a thousand layers of kimonos. And he had like a cool little man bun on the top of his head, and I was like, this is really nifty. Let's continue this class. And Dr. Woods was the professor of that class, and he just made history sound so freaking cool. And as this semester was going on, I think it was halfway through the semester, I was failing human anatomy miserably. I started to do like a few little like nursing things in my pre-nursing class or whatever. And then we started to do things like uh, research projects and stuff in my Southeast Asian history class. And then we read The Thousand Autumns of Jakob de Zoet. Reading it back now, it's not like the greatest book in the world, but it is probably one of my favorite history books exclusively for the nostalgia factor. And it's all about, to not spoil it because I really want you to read it. It's about this Dutch doctor who goes to Japan right at the end-ish part of the Edo period where Japan is like closed off and stuff. And he is going to Japan to teach Japanese doctors all about like modern medicine and things like that. And then he meets this woman who's the only woman in the class. And it goes through his life and her life and talks about daily life in the Edo period and how hard it was to be a woman and Oh my god, it was the best book for me to read at that time, and I just absolutely fell in love with history, and from that moment on, I went to the student union, and I was like, hey, um, I would like to change my major <laughs> from nursing to 
history. And then my dad was like, absolutely not. You're not going to change your major to only history. And I was like, okay, I would like to change my major to history education. Thanks very much. And that's what I did. So yeah, Dr. Woods is one of my biggest inspirations. He, I mean, he makes history so fascinating. So yeah, I think Dr. Woods is one of my biggest inspirations. That was a long explanation. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I, that I could see how much Dr. Wood like Dr. Woods likes you every time like he has come to one of your events. Yeah. And he's great. Yeah. I mean he is just a, a wonderful human being. So my last TK general question is has life been close to what you expected for your first 30 years? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Moving around so much. Being born in Kansas. Teeny tiny little town, Salina, Kansas. To then, a very young mom. Yeah, to a very young mom. <laughs> then moving to Nebraska, Omaha, which was a, a bigger town. It was a big place. And then moving around from there. And then... Mom getting married, us moving to freaking Germany for high school, which what? And living in Germany and then coming back to live in Idaho and going to university there and then being like, you know what? I'm going to move to Japan. I think that is the most unexpected part is just up and moving to Japan because I do... I, I, I liked Japan. I loved Ghibli movies from the time I was like, what, three or something like four? I have uh, no idea. Two. The age of two? two. Okay. From the age of two. And I was like, yeah, Ghibli. I love Ghibli. But I really wasn't into anime. I didn't get into Japanese history until I was in university. So <laughs> moving to Japan was not... Not in the cards for me. And now I... And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to live here for two years. Seven Years later, here I am in Japan, bananas, as an elementary school teacher, which I was like, I will never be an elementary school teacher. I only want to be a high school teacher, but <laughs> I love them. I love my kids. <laughs> you are rocking it, and they love you. Yeah. And now you have Japanese family who yeah. adores you, yeah. and we adore them. Yeah. That's craziness. It's absolute craziness. Life is really a journey and that is so corny <laughs> so for this next section it's all about history the history questions that you so lovingly asked on instagram my delicious little donut so this first one is a question for me and mom so the question directed at mom was do you remember how and when TK started loving history. And then the question that kind of relates to me, um, that's similar to that question is, when did you start loving history, TK? Me, myself. So I think it would be fun to like compare our answers. So mom, you ahead, you ahead and go. <laughs> I will ahead and go right you, now. <laughs> you go ahead and you can answer that question. So uh, what do you remember of how and when TK started living history? Do you remember? I do. Oh, I okay. do. I, you know, I mean, I already covered, like, the Dr. Mm -hmm. Woods situation yeah. and um, <laughs> you saying uh, to your dad, hey, can I, can I uh, change my major? <laughs> and he gave you a completely different answer and 
more logical and useful than me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dad's like, ah, hey, income. Um, <laughs> Darn it, Dad and his logic. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so, so useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, you loved learning from the time you were born. Mm. You went through uh, many phases. One of them, you wanted to be an oceanographer. And yes. You loved nature and learning and history was always a part of it but it mm-hmm. wasn't like separated out yeah um you also endured many forced family fun adventures yes to places in colonial williamsburg yeah because we used to live super close to colonial williamsburg which was super rad that was so cool Yes. Wasted opportunity, young TK. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, you were forced. You I were, was forced. <laughs> you, you, you were forced to go to Jamestown. Yeah. And I'm sure, my friend, you are just rolling over, just wanting to strangle tiny TK right now <laughs> for <laughs> being forced. Oh, God, being forced to go to all these historic locations. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's one of those things like me with hiking, you know, I hated it as a kid yeah. and then I later learned, oh, mom knew she was right. <laughs> I was like, you know, so, so believe your dad and I take yeah. major joy in knowing oh, she recognized how yes. right we were. Ooh, did I just say that out loud? Yeah, you did. <laughs> now you've got your... We're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got your entire fandom to yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, Tara, they, they were so right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we went to, um, we lived, like, literally 10 minutes away from Colonial Williamsburg and went there for every, every time, like, family from out of state. Yeah. Yeah. We always went. Yeah. And then, um, went to the Smithsonian so many times. (gasps) I did love that. Yeah. The (laughs) Smithsonian. Speechless. The Smithsonian. (laughs) One of my favorite family trips that we ever took. Yeah. And that giant squid is burned into my memory. <laughs> that was when you're, you went through your cat phase and your yes. brother went through his squid phase. Yes, he did. He went through a squid phase. Giant squid. Giant squid specifically. specifically. <laughs> yes. And we got to see them there. So, yeah. I mean, there was the love of natural history. Yeah. Of, you know, all kinds of histories. And it didn't, you know, come out until you were in college getting back to this. In college... You know, then the love of Asian history, and then it, like, it got narrowed down. Your senior year, yeah. when you were studying Japanese language, mm-hmm. I think that was a an indicator that yes. this child might fly the nest. I learned now. no Japanese, my friend. Zero. <laughs> I retained zero of that language. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. We digress. Mm. <laughs> So I took that class and you were like, okay, maybe she's going to leave. But yeah, that's when I, you know, college, especially your senior year is, Mm -hmm. well, obviously you've chosen, you know, the, tell me again, what is it? East Asian history? East Southeast Asian history. So specific. Yeah. Southeast Asian Asian history. Uh, editing TK here. I should have said Southeast and East Asian history. Okay. See you later. Bye. Because they don't, they, my university didn't have one specifically for Japan. So it was South, 
East Asian history, and then I just read all of the things about Japan. So Dr. Woods just, like, basically created, like, a new a new course schedule for me, or, like, a book reading list. I forgot what it was. It's Dr. been a long time. Dr. Woods did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I liked that guy. I know. He's so great. I would definitely, yeah, my love of Japanese history definitely came out in university, but I remember, like, my, I started loving history after dad took me to the pirate festival. Oh. Yeah. Cause dad, dad is always trying to like bond and stuff like that. And his, his love language is forced family vacations to historical <laughs> locations. And I, I think I was like looking at the, um, pirate flags poster that he had in the garage Mm -hmm. like he had a poster deciphering all the different meanings of the pirate flags and I was like in the garage with him one time out of a thousand billion that we were waxing the freaking car washing it and waxing it on the weekend like I didn't have anything better to do um (laughs) and I was like waiting for the wax to dry because we I'd wait outside for the wax to dry. I don't know why. Um, but I was like looking through the garage and I saw this poster. I was like, Dad, what is this? I was like, oh, it's a pirate flag poster. And he told me all about it. And I was like, that's really cool. Pi- I didn't know that this was the thing. He was like, yeah, pirates have history. I was like, get out of here. What? Like I, in my junior high school brain, I thought that only presidents were history or like war was history military things were history I didn't really realize that there was history of other things you know because dad was always watching like enemy at the gate or USSR or whatever that like Russian submarine movie was like we always it was always mash and things like that always military Military history history. exactly so I was like military history and we'd always we'd go to Arlington and things like that so I was like yeah military history that's all that there is and dad was like no no there's also pirates and literally everything else is history I was like what and so he took me to the pirate festival because we were living in uh Virginia at the time so we went to the pirate festival and I was like all right you know what I could I could get into this whole history situation and yeah that was my first non-forced soiree into (laughs) foray I don't know what that word is my first non-forced uh enjoyable history learning moment (laughs) it was definitely a soiree of a foray a soiree of a foray (laughs) you you could go on to these perfectly restored and um uh, renovated or whatever well yeah renovated and probably Replicas, perfect yeah. replicas mm-hmm. of pirate ships. Yeah. Inside and outside, from the ropes to the freaking tea they drank. Yeah, it was so cool. Uh, yeah. And the hardtack. I remember eating hardtack. I believe that was at the Jamestown. Oh, oh, okay. Um, place. Jamestown. It might have been at the Pirate Festival, I don't too. remember. But I do have a very vivid memory of eating hardtack. Oh, and I think we <laughs> ate, like, dried pork ears, too, because... We did eat salted pork ears. It's not just for dogs. It's not just for dogs. It's also for pirates. And sailors. And sailors. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. And- <laughs> 
colonists or whatever <laughs> trying to take over the world. Colonists and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Mom, next history question for you. Do you love history? Are you a history fan? You know, like... I love learning, mm-hmm. and I do love history. Oh, and, oh by the way, yes. this is, uh, I didn't even tell you or remind you until oh, recently that yes. I do have a minor in women's history that I got from University of Nebraska, yes. Omaha. I, I, 110,000% forgot this. I was like, yeah, dad's the history guy, dad's the history guy. Meanwhile, mom has a freaking women's history degree over here. And I was like, yeah, my dad's my history inspiration. Just like (laughs) spitting in my mom's face. (laughs) Didn't, I I was just happy you and your dad bonded over history. (laughs) I didn't even, didn't even occur to me. But yeah, so um, yeah, University of Nebraska um, Omaha in the early 2000s, late 90s, had mm-hmm. a women's women's study program. I have mm-hmm. no idea if they still have it, yeah. but I knew I loved women's history and specifically learning about colonial women's history mm. and just crazy stuff. Like nice, it was not a thing at all to be um, a young mom, even unmarried. As long as you were married by the time you had the baby, uh huh. So didn't raise any eyebrows at nice. all. Nice. Yeah. And so just learning how different things were, learning that they had a sense of humor, learning how cl- like close women were and mm-hmm. how intelligent they were mm-hmm. and how industrious they were yeah. and like they would grow their own flax to make baby diapers and shit. Like what? yeah. That's um, crazy. Yeah, so I just said shit. But That's anyways. Okay. You've said shit a few times, Mom. I, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even realize. We can say shit on this podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> so salacious. <laughs> so, okay, now I've forgotten the question. My favorite period of history? Um, no. Uh, does Mom love history, too? And then you said, yeah, you do. So, next question is, who is your favorite historical person and why? Oh, oh I do remember mm-hmm. what I thought when I first answered this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep finding new ones, especially through your podcast. Oh. Yeah. I mean, once I think I have a favorite person, boom, I move on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's constantly changing. How's that for a very not clear answer? It's a great answer, Mom. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question is, what is your favorite history misconception, Mom? You know, the first thing that came to my mind um, was just learning about um, how empowered the colonial women were in some weird ways. I mm-hmm. mean, clearly not all the important ways, but and how like the thing about, you know, being being pregnant but as long as you were married before you had the baby, you know, mm-hmm. Everything was okay. So that colonial women were less stuffy than you previously thought. Like, or that's the misconception is that colonial women are like super stuffy, like prudish, which I hate that word, but I don't know what else to use. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's... That's yeah. the misconception. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the flat character mm. that women played in history mm-hmm. and learning how important and rich their lives were is yeah. probably one of my favorite misconceptions to 
you know, blow holes in. Yeah. That women didn't have this rich, wonderful history. So that is probably one of my favorites. Um, Men too. Um, And then also the other is just any, um, anytime we learn about how progressive and equal various cultures were and how they achieved that Mm -hmm. in the past, like that kind of thing really, really makes me happy. Mm. I really like it. So those are the misconceptions that you, not necessarily your favorite, but the ones that you like to dispel. Yeah. And learn about. Yeah. Nice. I'm clearly not the history expert here. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. Dispelling any misconception like, is, is pretty dang cool. It is. Uh, so we're going to switch it up and go with some TK history questions. This next question is, does your whole family like history? Well, my mom does. My dad does. My nana loves history. My On my dad's side, they're not super history fans, but definitely my mom and dad are like giant history fans. My mom, I forgot, has a degree in women's history. <clears throat> Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally okay. My brother, on the other hand, does <laughs> like he's, he's quite indifferent. Like he enjoys listening to me talk at him um, about history stuff, and he's super supportive of the podcast, and especially, like, tattoo history. He loves history in a very specific way. (laughs) And my next question is, who is your favorite historian? Oh, my God, that's such a hard question. My favorite historian. So I've thought about it, and I love Kate Humble. So I, she is the host of one of Absolute History's, like, travel history series. And she travels all over the place and does documentaries. And I absolutely love her because she is so fearless. She gets into history in such a cool way. She has no fear of anything. And I love how absolutely, like awkward but charming she is so (laughs) I watched a lot of her documentaries uh, or docu-series on absolute history for the spice episode uh, the history of spice episode and she traveled to the Banda Islands she traveled to Sri Lanka she just (laughs) immersed herself in the culture and has no fear whatsoever there was this one part where she goes to, like, a homeopathic doctor to get some medicine using the spices, like nutmeg and stuff like that. And she gets the medicine and things like that. And then she's walking around and finds a tea shop. And she's like, I wonder if I could get them to make me that medicine that the doctor gave me. And she just walks up, not knowing the language whatsoever, and just goes up to this woman and is like, can you make this tea for me that my doctor prescribed? Oh, so much respect. So, she's so cool. And the way she tells history is so interesting. I just love her so much. My last question is my favorite weird history. Mm, There's so many weird histories. So many. Recently, I have been getting into 
Victorian history and Edwardian history. I have not been the best student of European history. You were inundated with it when I you was. were a teenager. Yeah, I was. I was like, I lived in Europe. I know all of the history now. I don't need it. <laughs> but it's, I, I learned I learned a lot. I retained nothing. High school brain. Um, <laughs> so I've been really interested in Victorian history recently because those people are so weird. Oh. So weird. I, I just wonder how Europeans survived as a whole through the Edwardian and the Victorian periods because every, literally everything could kill you. Literally everything could kill you. And people yeah. were just like taking arsenic, drinking lead. Like <laughs> it was it was wild times. So I think that whole era is some of my favorite weird history. And then... Some of my other favorite weird history is looking at um, Japanese art uh, because during the Edo period, there was like a lot of artwork and things like that. And even before that, in the Heian period, there was a lot of artwork done. But people, artists specifically in Japan, did not travel to other places to like see animals and things like that. <laughs> I'm picturing so many things right now. So yes. um, the the artwork of those two time periods, specifically of animals, is ridiculous. It's so funny. There is two examples that I can think of off the top of my head. In the Imperial Palace, there are these screen divider thingies, and they have paintings of tigers on them. And if you look at them, it is very apparent that the artist has never seen a tiger in their life. <laughs> never seen a tiger in their life. Somebody told somebody else what a tiger looks like. And then four other people were told. And then after the fifth person was told, then they told the artist. And that's what the tiger <laughs> looks like. Also, paintings of elephants are very creepy. Like, they're the lumpiest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they're like lumpy gray things with human eyes. <laughs> oh my God. So that's another one of my favorite weird pieces of history. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, my friend, we have come to our final question of this episode. And it's a question for mom. Mom... What is your favorite historical period and why? Okay. So, mm -hmm. like with everything, I've got two answers. Mm -hmm. um, my my first thought was I like the present. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll get back to that. Okay. My other thought is, oh, my God, I don't really know historical periods. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I went to university, I studied mostly aviation and women's history. Mm -hmm. um, so... I will say <clears throat> the aviation period. Is that a, is that <laughs> it's not a period, but that is a, <laughs> a genre of history. So it's a genre. We're gonna change the question. Uh, the genre of history that you like is 
aviation history. Yes, yes. Specifically, women in aviation. Yeah. Um, I am a private pilot. Mm -hmm. I decided not to do it as a career or a hobby right now because Mm -hmm. it's very expensive. expensive. I've spent like twice your college degree. Oh my God, Mom. Flying. Oops, did I just let that go? Jeez. But I love innovation Mm -hmm. and equality in women's history and Mm -hmm. I found all those things in aviation history nice like we all know the story of if it was really the Wright brothers Mm -hmm. um, that developed the first airplane which it may not be but you know they were made fun of they were told they were crazy Mm -hmm. for trying Mm -hmm. and then oh fast forward you know a hundred years later now a hundred and fifteen years later Mm -hmm. Um, the global economy is essentially based on aviation and what the first, you know, airplane designers developed. Take that, haters. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and it requires global cooperation. And, um, as you know, I work in the aviation industry now Mm -hmm. and I just love the whole trajectory of... (laughs) Like, how, how far we came. I mean, they used to literally fly with, like, milk jugs trying to figure out how the hell to fly through weather and watching the milk and using that to stay stable and not die, but they died by the dozens <laughs> anyways. So we figured out how to not die. Yeah. And how to not have accidents. That's and, awesome. Right? And that takes me to the present, mm-hmm. you know, and just like we're living history right now. Yeah. Just like you and your dad discovered in the, or you, you discovered from your dad in the <laughs> garage whilst waiting Wait. for the wax to dry. Everything is history? <laughs> yeah, like even now. This right now, this wax drying is also history, Dad? <laughs> Yes, yes it is. <laughs> that might be a stretch. <laughs> okay, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because we have influence and control and oh my God, please use all your influence, mm. listeners, and my my beautiful girl who Thanks, turned Mom. 30, um, who's used a hell of a lot of your influence in your students' lives. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. And um, your mom's life and your friends, you know, like we, we are all making history now and it's so important to participate. That is a perfect place for us to end the episode. Mom, thank you so much for flying across the ocean to come and spend my birthday with me. And thank you so much my friend for being here with us for this special bonus birthday episode with my mom thank you to everybody who submitted questions thanks for just being here on this little journey with us Um, I cannot even tell you how much I appreciate you being here so mom would you like to say anything before uh, we sign off Yes, I would like to say thank you all the little delicious donuts for being here. <laughs> My favorite pet name is Chickadee. All you history chickadees who visited us. Thank you for um, listening and and supporting history and Taya and this podcast. And it's such a delight to be here with you. I hope you have a wonderful day. See you soon. Okay, bye. bye. Why is there a metronome right now? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>